Hello, my name is Ian, and I am losing my mind. Welcome to Ian Sanity. This is episode one of the podcast. Yes, episode one. Due to a technicality, uh, I'm excited to finally start this podcast. And last time, I hope I was able to give enough information about myself to hopefully uh, kick things in a high gear with this episode and the episodes ahead. Uh, first off, I'm currently recording this on Saturday, April 17th, around midnight or so. Um, pretty much. When was the last time I recorded? I think it was like April 1st. I think I recorded on uh, April Fool's Day. Yeah, we're just, we do not follow a strict schedule around here. We're not doing like once a week or whatever. I don't know when I'm going to, or how often I'm recording these, but I thought, hey, I'm not doing anything right now. I have shit to say. Why not say it? And so here I go. Uh, we know COVID, we know about COVID already. COVID is fucking terrible. We've endured this for 13 months now, give or take. And finally, 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 I got the vaccine. Finally. Granted, it's one of two doses I got. I gotta say, if you vaccinate yourself, and I really hope you do, if I influence even one person to vaccinate themselves through this, it's very unlikely. But if I do, I will be very happy, and I have made my impact on the world. But that being said, if you vaccinate, you're automatically more attractive than anti-vaxxers. <laughs> I don't make the rules, but it's true. But basically, I got vaccinated. I got the uh, I got the Pfizer. Like, you didn't have an option. It was just the place that I went to, which was a town over from where I am on campus. It was in Orange, Connecticut, if anyone knows where that is. But I got it. It was actually, it was on Yale's campus. They have a campus in that town. They have campuses in multiple towns in the area. And basically, I got the uh, I got the Pfizer uh, vaccine there, and so funny enough, I was originally supposed to get Johnson Johnson, but that was uh, absolutely uh, canceled last minute. They stopped distributing the vaccine because of blood clotting. In case you aren't following the news, but. I'm lucky that they didn't cancel it because it took me a while to get that appointment. I got lucky as hell that I got my appointment. But honestly, first vaccine, like first dose, not that bad. I was anticipating a lot worse in terms of like the feeling of it. It wasn't like I did. I barely noticed like the injection, of course I was looking away, but also the fact, the fact that 
I wasn't looking away and it just, it was a smaller needle. So that also helped. And then what else? What else went on? But yeah, I was very lucky to get the Pfizer vaccine. But what sucked the most is afterwards, mainly because I, I, the only, only symptom that I've had that's very common, absolutely common, every single person that's taken Pfizer or Moderna vaccine has gotten a symptom, and it is a uh, sore arm. Whichever arm it's injected into, your arm is sore. I got into my right arm because I write lefty. I'm not really doing any sports where I typically throw balls, throw like baseball righty. I hit tennis, rackets, dominant, righty. I'm really, I'm not doing that a lot recently. So I thought, let's get in my right arm. I knew there was going to be soreness, but it hurt like a bitch. <laughs> like it still hurts. I got it yesterday. But basically, like, I wish you could see, I wish there was a camera in here right now because I was told, a whole bunch of things. Take Advil, uh, take warm showers, uh, put an ice pack on it. Like a whole bunch of things basically to stop any sort of pain. I don't have any ice packs here. And so I had to improvise. And water bottles, they're too big to keep on the spot because it's in the muscle and it's close to my shoulder. So it's very awkward to like hold it. I'm, <laughs> But luckily... I have some uh, bunch of boxes of Capri Suns that are in uh, the fridge that my roommate, I, bleh, my roommate and I share. And so basically, I'm using a Capri Sun pouch as an ice pack. Like, I have what, a big muscle. I don't know anatomy. I'm guessing it's a giant bicep. That's what it looks like right now. But you, if that isn't college for you, I don't know what is. It's just absolutely improvising in order to uh, in order to get the job done. And now I have my second dose in three weeks. Pfizer, you need another dose in three weeks. I am not ready for that one. It's May 6th. I believe is my appointment for that. But I just, I have no idea how I'm going to endure the symptoms afterward because it just varies for everyone. But who knows? Who knows? Funny enough, that Johnson Johnson vaccine I was supposed to get that they stopped because of blood clots. There were six cases in total. Six out of seven million. And I had a class. I was taking microeconomics, and my professor loves talking about one concept, cost-benefit analysis, which is basically just analyzing how much am I going to enjoy doing something versus how screwed up 
am I going to be? How much do I have to pay for this, whether that be with money or with whatever? And we just kept talking about this in class. What else is on my mind at this current moment? Uh, I, I have something. Because if I was doing this weekly, I would have talked about this last week because that's when it happened. Um, in case I didn't, I mentioned my music taste last episode, very diverse. I don't think I ever mentioned that I perform. I think I mentioned that I did theater, but I've also sang. I've done choir since fifth grade or so. And I've been doing acapella for the first time at U New Haven. I am doing theater club at U New Haven. And so from, let me, let me actually give a backstory for this. So I'll start by this. So if you don't know what scope is, I, if you know it, you know, if not, I'll let you know what it is. Basically, what Scope is, it's the uh, it's a school club, a university club that basically creates a whole bunch and they create and plan a whole bunch of events for uh, students, undergrad or graduate or both. And so this week, they or last week rather, they had something that they called Music Week. Every week they would plan an event that was music themed. Like one night you, uh, they had vinyl painting. Another, they just had karaoke. All socially distanced, all safe with masks. All these events that they had during the week led up to something on Saturday, which I would call Focella. If you like, it's basically, it's a play on words of Coachella. You hopefully know what Coachella is, but basically it's a student-run music festival. All the people performing are students at the university, so on and so forth. And I'm just going to, one sec, I need to take my Capri Sun out of my shoulder. Anyways, uh, I performed in short. <laughs> this was the first time I ever did, I did a set. It was a half hour set first time i ever did that <laughs> like i've never like actually performed more than one song for more than a group of say a dozen people give or take that wasn't broadway related or theater related rather so yeah basically i did a half hour set and let me just pull up the set list I had no nerves. I I thought I would be a nervous fucking train wreck. I was not. I don't know what happened to make me do that. Funny enough, I don't think I actually get nervous for performances. Like, I've never had stage fright. Or at least, like, when I did theater. I know I had it way back in elementary school, like, kindergarten, first grade. I grew out of that. Anyways, my set, 
I had songs from Phineas, uh, Dominic Fike. I, I, I'm gonna save the third one till the end because that also has a story with it. I did a cover of a cover, a free fallen by Tom Petty, but the John Mayer version because I'm from Fairfield, Connecticut. I had to do John Mayer because we're all obsessed with him. And then I did uh, Sunflower by Rex Orange County. And then I did another cover of a cover. This one being Only Want to Be With You by Hootie and the Blowfish. But the Post Malone cover that was for Pokemon, uh, they had a concert in this year. I don't remember one. But my third song in the set list, I, you probably know it if you follow just popular music currently. Put your records on. That one song from Corinne Bailey Ray that was covered by a guy by the name of Rit Mommy. Awful fucking name for a, a performer. Gotta tell you, terrible name. And not, not because of the person that's taking the name from. That's beside the point. It's just, it just does not sound good. It does not roll off the tongue quickly. It does not sound good coming out of my mouth. But anyways, so I took the cover and I had to fuck around with my laptop with a bunch of websites with pitch shifting because I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want to sing it like that. I thought, hey, artistic freedom. That was literally what popped up in my mind. I don't know what I was doing, but anyways, I pitched it down to semitones. Basically, I just changed the key that the song was in. It sounded good. Everything sounded good. All of it was backing tracks. But the original software I had just fucked up my laptop until I deleted the, um, the uh, add-on I was for Chrome. And basically, I just had to use a website and just pitch it down. But that was probably the song that I took the longest to actually practice because I did practice because, yet again, this was my first time actually performing a set. Not just a single track. I had a half hour worth of material. And so I had I had practice and, yeah. Put your records on. I th I threw myself a curveball and hit it my own curveball out of the park. Sounds absolutely impossible to do in real life, but I pulled it off, and I give myself a pat on the back for that. But Coachella, honestly, pretty fun. I it makes me just want to perform more, and that's that's really. <laughs> All I have to say about that, it, it was just fun to do. And the reason that I got into it was because one of the people that runs Scope, and that was like the head of Music Week, is also a part of Fully Charged, the acapella group I'm in. And so they were like, hey, you should perform. 
because they had like open signups. I didn't do anything because I was like, I shouldn't perform. And then I went to like one of the music week events. I went to an open mic. I did three songs. And I was like, hey, I'm having fun with this. And then they told me to perf- that I should perform. I signed up. I immediately thought of set list with like three days notice. And then I was just off and running. The only, there are two major fuck ups I think I had during that entire set. And they, other than that, it was a, a great set. Audience was great. It was probably the most people out of that entire festival. There were like six, seven artists. Um, but I think I had the most people, probably the most energy because I also had, uh, a friend of mine that was like running one part of the event because there are other clubs there and he was my hype man. So I don't know if he's listening, but, uh, shout out to Jason. Thank you for that. I absolutely would not have had as good of a set without him. But anyways, two, I fucked up twice. The first fuck up was right at the beginning, not the very beginning. I, uh, the song by Phineas is actually two songs that I put back to back, like in my, like I used, uh, iMovie to just put them together. Cause I was like, I don't want to talk in between the songs. So I thought that the person playing my backing tracks would just play the entire thing all the way through and see that it was five minutes. Instead, after the first song was over, like two minutes in, it was a, he immediately went to the second song of my set list, the one by Dominic Fike, Three Nights. If you know it, great. I love you. <laughs> But anyways, he immediately just went to that song and I was, it was just an awkward moment where I was like, there's another song after the first song that I was playing. I didn't, that honestly could have been my fault. I didn't mention it to him. But that being said, you see the running time there. You could probably infer that there's more than one track. I don't blame him though. I don't blame the guy that was doing uh, my audio because I didn't tell him in advance. The second fuck up <laughs> was I forgot the lyrics to only want to be with you. <laughs> I like it's that honestly, I think haunted me the most out of the entire event because it's such an iconic song in my opinion like, I've heard the song so many times. The specific ver- cover that I did is one of my top songs this year on Spotify that I've listened to. And I know the lyrics, like the back of my hand. And I didn't even mess up the lyrics. I just switched a later verse with the second verse where I sang, like, I don't know how many verses are on that song in total. I would say, like, the fourth verse. I sang as the second verse. So I that one I'm I'm thinking about. It just makes me laugh more than anything else. 
but also not really this is also something that came up this is not really a fuck up but i did use genius a couple of times shout out to genius because i was literally on stage with my phone with the lyrics up not really the most uh the best uh performing technique but hey I only had three days to prepare for this. You gotta cut me a little bit of slack. But yeah, Coachella, 2021. First uh, live performance of anything that I've done in over a year. That is, when I'm saying it out loud, it's very mind-boggling. I'm trying to remember what else is on my mind. Okay, this is something I've thought about. So I know people in college now that are getting tattoos. Personally, I would never get a tattoo for multiple reasons. And I... But first one, first reason is ever since middle school, I've done theater. And so with theater, you really can't have any sort of like personal marks on you. If you were to have a tattoo on a show, it would either be like you're very, I don't know how to describe it. Basically, you are sort of restricted in the getting certain roles because of tattoos. So like you can't really do a lot shirtless per se or short sleeves, whatever. There's very specific things, but I would just, but that's one of the main reasons is like, if I don't know how long I'm going to be doing acting or anything just for fun, but I don't think I should have a tattoo just in case I anything actually happens and I do well. But then you have a full circle of what I would consider to be cringe or end basicness. I don't like basic things in many cases. Uh, but a lot of people get good tattoos, but there are a lot of the same ones, like Bible quotes is very often, or like whatever religion they're a part of, like either a cross, a star of David, a crescent, any sort of religious symbolism, very common. For me, I don't, like I want, I would want something that no one else has or very few people have. If everyone has Bible quotes, it just it, to me, it lacks originality. But hey, if, if you find solace in that, I'm not going to uh, make fun of you for it. It, looks, it probably looks good on you. But that being said, I probably would not get that. But then also, it's the fact of it's the fact of looking back on myself 
from two years ago and see, even three, two, three years ago and seeing how cringy I was back then, I would not trust me from two years ago, 17-year-old Ian. I would not trust him with a single fucking decision. Because it will age very poorly. And it just reminds me of this one meme where it's like, you're looking, it's like, like me looking at myself and my mistakes from two years ago. And it's just like this giant line of the same person. That's, that's exactly what I picture in my head when I'm thinking, oh, I should get this tattoo. Now I look back a couple of years and I'm like, why did I get that tattoo? It's the fear of that. That's what prevents me from getting a tattoo. But it also just makes me think about <laughs> if I was a, if I, even worse, think about me from four years ago, freshman year Ian, 14-year-old Ian, God, he was fucking, I don't know how, how else to describe him. He was so cringy, dude. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, a good amount of people probably got a fidget spinner tattoo in 2017. Like, that was big. And I think we all regret that phase of life by now. If you haven't, get, get your ass into 2021. Be in the present. Or the future. Future is great, too. Because we're... We're in a better place, hopefully, in a couple of years. The tattoo's just not for me. It's also the fact of, in certain cases, like, I don't like needles. Like, I can take needles better than most. Like, if I had to get a flu shot, I'd take that shit like a champ. But I'm looking away from the needle. I mentioned it before. I was looking. I, I had the needle in my right arm. I looked all the way to the left. I'm not going to look at a needle. And I'm not going to have a needle in my arm uh, for however long I'm getting a tattoo. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know too much about stick and pokes. I should look I'm not saying I would get it, but is that similar to like getting a vaccine, but just multiple like shots? But because that's what it sounds like to me, just the way that it sounds. Or it's like stick and poke, just like like little like taps into the uh, layer of skin that you're doing tattoo on. I don't know jack shit about tattoos. That's also why I'm not getting a tattoo. At least in the near future. But things change. I mentioned it before. I could look back on myself now and be, be like, oh my god, that's so cringy. Why did I think I'd never get a tattoo? And have something on my wrist or something. I get out of here with that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
if let's see any other topics I can think about. I mentioned so I was recording last week or last episode in uh in my uh, dorm room, in my actual room itself, and how we have a total of, we were supposed to have 12 people in total. We did, beginning of the semester, or first semester. We're in the second semester. We're down to six now. I think we were at seven at that point when I last recorded. But now we are down to six, because one more person switched to a commuter. And so the way that we have it now, I'm with my roommate in my room. There's another room that have two people living in it. And then one person living by themselves and then another living by themselves. Technically, we all live with each other, but they all, but the last two sleep in two different rooms. And that leaves us with two open rooms. We've actually had two open rooms. And we use... Two of them for two different things. The one I'm currently in, we put a lot of our bed, a couple of open beds all together to make just one giant fucking bed. That's where my laptop is now, is on that giant bed. We have a TV in here, and it's for even, I don't partake in these, but there are some wholesome anime uh binges in this room like my roommates watch i barely know what they watch i know they were last watching jujitsu kaisa i don't know anything about that anime the only things i know about anime are names that is it <laughs> but you have that room for one thing and then i have taken control mainly of the other open room, and that's where I practice. That was where I was practicing my Coachella set and anything involving activities like extracurriculars. I do in there. If that's our all purpose room, basically, there's other things that go on in there I'm not a part of, but mainly for me, it's just practicing performing, or if I just want to just. Be by myself because I also have extracurriculars in there. But while it is nice to have a lot of people, at the same time, when you have vacancies, it also helps free up space so you're not in a crowded, messy room with another person. When you are both trying to do things, it helps because it gives you space when you need it. It's I think it's very nice, and you got to realize, dorms are very small in college, so there really is very little space in a dorm, and so having an empty room to be in to do stuff when you need space is great. Well, yeah, basically... We're at half capacity. And I'm not complaining. I wish we did have 12 people because it was fun last semester. Still fun this semester too, don't get me wrong. It's just a different kind of fun. 
But with that, I'm getting a little bit tired right now because it is late. It is very late. But so I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, this has been the first episode of an insanity. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode, let me know by messaging me on on Instagram. Hit me in my DMs at Ian Sachi on Instagram. No space or no spaces, no underscores, no periods. Just at Ian Sachi on Instagram. And I'd also love your feedback. I I would love constructive criticism because I am new here. And I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. If I am, please let me know. I appreciate every single one of you that's listening. Had a good amount of uh, listens on the last on episode zero. I appreciate all of you, and I appreciate everyone that listened to this episode of Insanity. And as always, take care.